0: Cheers! I'm so delighted to be back. This is Season 7 on Fashion Love Stories, my beautiful darlings. And it has been uh, a pleasure for six seasons now sharing my beautiful love stories with you, my fashion love stories, my spirituality, and uh, all the fantastic high-vibrating things in life. Um, I was born in Greece, uh, raised in New York City, studied at the Fashion Institute of Technology and worked uh, in the fashion industry uh, in New York City, Uh, Versace, Bergdorf Goodmans and uh, Susanna Galani's Jewelry, Age of Gods. Currently, I am venturing into podcasting, uh, also art and uh, uh, design as well, other than jewelry. So stay here, and uh, during the season, you will find more things about me, and we will share um, beautiful stories together. Stay well. A reminder. Before we begin, my darlings, I have to mention to you that uh, creating this podcast, it was a delight. There is so much information. There is so much love that I have uh, for this uh, creative uh, person, Ralph Lauren. I absolutely love him. I adore him. I absolutely love his style. And um, I, I, there is so much information. Uh, I wanted to remind you here that uh, I added a bonus segment at the end of the podcast so please uh, listen all the way until the end although I'm ending the podcast I still added a bonus segment so be aware of that and enjoy hello my beautiful darlings it's Susanna I'm back It's very cold in New York City and it is unbearable to be outside. I'm hibernating and uh, recording podcasts for you, which I love to do, by the way. The most recent episodes I have been speaking about um, the success and uh, the story and the founder of uh, Ralph Lauren. Ralph Lauren himself, uh, his story it's very inspiring and um, extremely interesting for me to to research uh, about this great man and um, his contribution has been uh, immense um, in the fashion world in he created our styles he created our lives he he made our lives movie likes movie like uh, for some of us who love his brand and associate with him uh, Uh, Being associated uh, and being inspired by his aesthetic is definitely a plus because his uh, brand is associated with elegance, classic, beautiful clothes, heritage, great quality, Um, they're very graceful, timeless, old-world sophistication and um, extremely durable and um, they they definitely have a certain look and if you appreciate this aesthetic, this is the brand uh, to be uh, wearing. He has been in the business for over 50 years, uh, 56 years to be precise. And he's still uh, creating and he's still... uh, Vibrating very high, and uh, he's considered to be one of the best style creators. I wouldn't call him a fashion designer, he's he's a lifestyle creator because his range, the range of his influence, um, is from clothing to homeware to restaurants to cars, uh, even hotels. Um, he's just a great influencer and um, he keeps on going Uh, at the age of I believe he's probably around 86 years old now he's still uh, involved in uh, uh, the creation uh, process of his brand and he's influencing us still after all those years. Um, The more I learn about uh, this man, the more research and the more facts that I learn about him, the more impressed I am about uh, this man and uh, the more in love (laughs) I am with him because he's extremely charismatic. He's a true gentleman. He's an old world glamorous man that brings Hollywood and brings class and elegance into our lives and uh, it's not bad. (laughs) A lot of people are associating with his image and definitely he has um, shaped our culture for the past 50 years or so. There are many facts that I've mentioned uh, in the last two episodes, so please go back and uh, listen to the information that I shared there in order to uh, understand where I am now because I'm continuing the storytelling about Ralph Lauren. Um, I'm going to give you some interesting facts about him, his company, and also some quotes about... um, uh, Ralph Lauren, coming from the great man himself, uh, in order for us to get a broader understanding and uh, more facts and uh, more information to understand this man and uh, what makes him be the, the fantastic uh, um, energy that he is and uh, what makes him deliver everything that he's delivering, uh with his companies and his entire creative process. Like I said, he has restaurants, cafes, um, home decor, possibly hotels. Uh, they keep on going and going. Uh, he's influencing our entire lives. So he started very young. Uh, he was uh, inspired by the cinema and the glamour of the old Hollywood in the 1940s and 50s and 60s and 70s so he was very much part of that world and he decided to create uh, his life according to what he wanted it to be to create a movie so take a dream that he had and he actually created that dream into reality by his products by his companies by his vision he really created all that he created a dream and he's offering us a dream because everyone needs to have a dream so he's a gr- a dream creator and um he delivered he still does but he did have his own um, style influencers that they inspired him. Uh, One person, uh, there were a few actually, but uh, one person that he was a great influencer of his style was uh, the Duke of Windsor. Uh, He was uh, the king um, uh, who abdicated the throne of England uh, and he was the brother of the late Queen Elizabeth's father. So before uh, her father was the king, It was the Duke of Windsor, the king of England but uh, he abdicated due to the fact that he was in a relationship with a divorcee Wallis Simpson, an American uh, woman and uh, it was not uh, accepted by the strict rules and uh, conservative views of the palace so he could not marry his wife uh, or the love of his life because she was previously married so therefore he abdicated his throne and um, the rest is history. Um, he did have a great style, however, the Duke of Windsor, and he's very famous for the Windsor knot of the tie, which is chunkier and the ties that he wore at the time, they were wider and also the lapels of his clothing, they were classic but they had a certain uh, ease, a certain style that uh, Ralph Lauren uh, saw and he appreciated that and he wanted to to copy that look and to and to create his own uh, collection uh, based on this uh, inspiration that he received from the Duke of Windsor so he was uh, as a child as a young man he had a poster of him in his bedroom Uh, He also had a poster of other movie stars, men and women. And another person that he had uh, was Catherine Hepburn. Uh, She was extremely famous at the time, and she was known to wear those androgynous looks and... uh, she was very feminine and glamorous, but she was very casually dressed, uh, sometimes with a shirt, maybe a tie, or maybe a blazer, which was women's version of men's clothing. And he was very much inspired of that uh, uh, look. Uh, he, he continued with that look when he created his women's clothing eventually. And his style muse was his wife, uh, Ricky, that he met when they were very young. She was... Uh, a, a receptionist at his doctor's office. She was also a dancer and she was a beautiful, beautiful woman. And he, uh, she looked like a Hollywood star. She she still does, by the way. Uh, she's around 80 years old right now, but she's stunning. And um, Ralph Lauren, he was creating... Uh, the women's collections that sh- he did uh, eventually um, inspired by her and uh, dressing her up, uh, figuring out what her needs were. And she looks very good, those looks with a, a men's tuxedo, with a bow tie, with a tie. She, she, she made those looks very feminine. So initially it was Catherine Hepburn that uh, really inspired Ralph Lauren uh, to create these looks. And definitely, the Duke of Windsor. Uh, so he started when he was young, in his twenties. He was working while he was going to school to Baruch College at night. Uh, he stayed there for two years. He did not graduate, uh, but he was working for uh, different companies, uh, fashion companies. Uh, Uh, a few of them were specifically dealing with ties. So he was working with uh, Brooks Brothers, Bo Brummel on the Upper West Side, was a famous store, Paul Smith and some other stores and manufacturers of ties. He was fascinated. I guess inside he wanted to do that all along. It was meant to be for him. He was gravitating towards that area, men's fashion, specifically ties. So at one point he... Um, convinced uh, one of his uh, uh, employers uh, now there are different stories that employer was that initially gave him a little chance but he took that chance that he was giving and he started out from having a drawer in uh, one of his one of the offices of the company, I would suppose. It was uh, in the Empire State Building, so he only had a drawer. He was very young and very uh, cool and hip. Yeah, I, I suppose it was now in the 1960s. He was wearing his jeans. He looked like a movie star himself. He had that image thing going, and he was the protagonist of, the, um, of his company now, of the life um, and the movie that he wanted to create it for real. So he would walk around and he would go to Bloomingdale's and other stores. Long story short, Bloomingdale's gave him a chance after they rejected him by being specific. And he said, no, I want this look and I want my brand. I want my name. So eventually uh, Bloomingdale's uh, gave him a chance, uh, not only uh, selling his ties, but uh, also Um, allowing him to be the first designer to have a boutique within Bloomingdale's he still does by the way I live very close to Bloomingdale's and I go there very often it's one of my favorite stores to shop and I do shop a lot at uh, Ralph Lauren, I'm very much familiar with uh, the presence of Ralph Lauren to this day I have two nephews and I always buy them Ralph Lauren stuff for years and years I love this brand so, uh, he started from Bloomingdale's and then Mimo and Marcus and other stores gave him a chance. He opened up his store on Madison Avenue the first day he did a hundred thousand um, dollars. He was not a retailer so he didn't know if that was good or bad and he spoke to the CEO of uh, Bloomingdale's and uh, initially uh, he had no idea what, was, what was a good day uh, in a uh, retail. So he did have a mansion on 72nd Street which still does actually. That is the flagship store. Now he has two. One across as well. 72nd, East and West um, and Madison. Uh, there are amazing stores and uh, mansion-like and when you go there you feel like you have access to a private club or something that uh, is so special that not everybody is allowed to to have but uh, here he is he's allowing you to have a glimpse of this aristocratic uh, vibe and uh, atmosphere and this is what made him so exclusive and so grand because he uh, intentionally used aristocratic uh, uh, style of old England uh, and um, I'm going to give you more more details about his style, his other versions as well because that was only one facet of his business and his aesthetic but there were other aesthetics as well so going back to that mansion, um, so when he opened it up it was a major risk uh, and he invested all of his money there, prior, prior to that he almost lost the company because uh, he didn't know how to do it and um, he ended up investing a lot of money. He got uh, personally from himself, risking everything, getting investors. So eventually he got the the, the, the mansion and he asked the CEO of uh, uh, Bloomingdale's, um, I just made $40,000. Is that a good uh, day? And the CEO, uh, I think his name is Marvin Marvin Tubb. He said, this is fantastic, fantastic day to have now he was the CEO of Bloomingdale, so he knew the numbers. So at the end of the day, um, uh, Ralph Lauren called him and he said, well, now we made $101,000. How do you think about that? And, he, and the CEO of Bloomingdale told him, wow, this was great. It's a great, fantastic day. Keep it up. <laughs> so the people, they were amazed and extremely supportive of his clients. They really made that brand. Uh, he, in one of the interviews, he said uh, uh, the fashion industry did not really, really support him. They didn't make the, make him the grand designer that he that he he was. They didn't uh, build him up. Uh, the customers, with their uh, purchasing power, built built him up uh, because of the product that was so fantastic and so out of this world and they took the wearer the customer uh, into another era another uh, more affluent uh, uh, atmosphere uh, everybody wanted to upgrade to to become to evolve, to become more affluent, to to have a a better image, better style. And Ralph Lauren gave them this classic old American. Now it was becoming an old American, but initially it was inspired by um, old England, the aristocracy of England. Even the Polo label was inspired by the Polo players of the aristocracy, the British aristocracy. So his name was Polo Ralph Lauren. That was the name of the company. Um, his uh, claim to fame. So that was in the 1960s when he started, okay? So eventually he opened up a store in California in in Rodeo Drive. So that was, I believe it was 1971. So by 1973, he got to uh, create customs for two very important uh, movies, um, in the American culture, uh, one of them was uh, Annie Hall uh, by Woody Allen, uh, where he dressed up uh, Diane Keaton in a, a very androgynous look, but she looked very charming, very feminine. She was wearing a vest, trousers, and a tie and a white shirt, and uh, that look became uh, legendary and signature Ralph Lauren uh, with a hat. Um, I have to, I have to. Uh to revisit that movie. Because I haven't seen that in years. I don't even know what it's all about. But uh, I remember seeing it many years ago. That's one thing. Uh, I'm going to do this weekend. The next movie. Which is one of my favorites, Favorite movies. Was uh, the original. Great Gatsby. Where uh, the protagonist. Was Robert Redford. He created. Uh, the clothing. The clothing for uh, the movie I'm not sure if he created the women's clothing as well Um, but definitely the men's and uh, Robert Redford who was the great Gatsby and he was the protagonist was dressed impeccably in this movie and this is one of the strengths of the movie and uh, this is what made this movie the the wardrobe, the the costumes they were great so once uh, he was given uh, the opportunity to create costumes for these uh, two great movies um, he became extremely popular and uh, he became a major brand Um, and that was the beginning of his huge fame and this fame is still going on today and it's becoming global and he has so many stores so much is going on it's a multi-billion dollar business he himself is a multi-billionaire he is estimated to be worth uh, over seven billion dollars and he's one of the richest uh, man uh, in uh, the world uh, he's also a huge philanthropist and he's a great man he's a very nice man and uh, he's charming and he's very um uh, likable and the more i the more i watch his interviews and um, soak up all his wise words of wisdom and uh, how he did his uh, business and his storytelling and his inspirational uh, energy uh, the more i hear him speak and uh, share his story the more i love i get he's a really lovely a lovely man and um, I am uh, planning to watch more and more of his um, interviews because there is so much I can learn from him. So I'm going to take a break and I, can, uh, I will come back with uh, more facts about Ralph Lauren and some of his quotes. going on continuing this podcast with uh, more facts about ralph lauren earlier i told you that uh, ralph uh, was uh, designing um, clothing for women but he was inspired from menswear so he was using ties and blazers and uh, very masculine looks but with a very feminine age. So what he was known to do is uh, not create specifically women's clothing but he would take a men's jacket and uh, drape it on a woman and alter it accordingly so the woman was getting uh, a better shape but initially the jacket that he was creating uh, was uh, menswear (laughs) so that was his style (laughs) i just thought it was interesting fact uh, his wife ricky has been photographed many times with this look and like i said earlier uh, she was his muse and she definitely did not look masculine at all she looked very feminine and gorgeous so Uh, Another fact is that he is the only American designer that uh, he became an Honorary honorary Knight by the uh, Queen of England. Um, King Charles presented him in 2019 with an award uh, in a very private ceremony. Uh, He was the Honorary Knight commander of the most excellent order of the British Empire uh, for his services uh, in the fashion industry. So another fact about him is uh, he has an extensive collection of uh, vintage cars. Very impressive car collection, uh, way over 70 beautiful expensive cars. uh, some of them that he's showcasing, I'm sure he has a lot more. Um, so he's really uh, very obsessed about this. And uh, his collection, I would say, is priceless. Some of uh, the cars that he has in his collection is a 1958 Ferrari Testa Rosa. Not familiar with any of these, but whoever is familiar with vintage cars may appreciate this information. Uh, he also has a 1929 Bentley and uh, one of the two existing Bugatti Type 57SC that is worth um, around 41 million dollars, if not more than that, because the prices of these. Uh, exclusive uh, vintage cars Uh, it's like art they go higher so i would personally think uh, his collection is uh, around a billion dollars worth in my opinion so there is a fact also interesting fact that he made a surprising cameo on friends the series that everybody knows about on season five uh on the hit show friends uh, where jennifer Aniston, Aniston, uh, the character of hers rachel green worked uh, uh, in an executive position uh, for ralph lauren so the designer made two cameo appearances uh in one episode and they were both instances being in an elevator I told you before that he designed for Great Gatsby, specifically he designed for men's, okay? So he did not design the women's. He's also uh, the only designer um, to win uh, CFDA's top four honors. So the honors were Lifetime Achievement Award, uh, women's Wear Designer of the Year, men's Wear Designer of the Year, and the Retailer of the Year. So the first Lifetime Achievement Award uh, was given to him in 1992 by one of his style icons, Audrey Audrey Hepburn. Um, And he stated it was the most uh, important award he has ever won now he was fascinated with old glamour and hollywood so when uh, one of his style icons that he was obsessing as a child audrey hepburn from the famous breakfast at tiffanys movie if you don't know what i'm talking about i'm sure you do but some of you may not in any case um when he was uh, presented uh, by uh, audrey hepburn he could not believe it because she was his style icon. And also, there was another story of him saying that uh, um, the celebrities that he was inspired and obsessing and uh, adoring as as, as a young man, like Cary Grant, for example, or uh, Audrey Hepburn as well, they ended up going to his house for lunch at one point in his life, so he he thought that was a great achievement and and a blessing as well because he came a long way now another fact about Ralph Lauren is uh, uh, he is known for the famous polo shirt everyone uh, that lives in America <laughs> and all over the world, at least the men and the women as well. At one point or another, I had a polo shirt. I had several and I still do. I have a white one, it's vintage and I absolutely love it. I bought it from a vintage shop, but before when I had a lot more, I donated them. I had no idea why I did that, but I had a lot of polo shirts and a lot of shirts with them, polo player because I was fascinated with Ralph Lauren some of the cashmere with a polo player i gave a lot of them away because at one point i got tired of having too much and uh i didn't know vintage was happening that was before the whole vintage craze so i donated a lot of these things and now i'm sorry so i went back to a vintage shop and i bought a couple uh, a few summers ago white polo shirts and i absolutely love them okay that's my story (laughs) personally but um going back to the polo shirt uh, he's known for um, the polo shirts Uh, they come in many many colors and this is his signature now sometimes the polo shirt is smaller and he came with a bigger version like five times or ten times bigger than the original size which is like a huge polo plate and I think it's very cool Uh, it screams uh, obviously Ralph Lauren but it's a cool look it doesn't look uh, vulgar it looks classy But in any case, he did not invent the polo shirt. And I have to give credit uh, to the uh, inventor of the polo shirt here because he deserves it. His name is René Lacoste. He invented the polo shirt uh, in 1926 uh, because uh, he was designing uh, René Lacoste. uh, Now, Lacoste is known uh, for the alligator... uh, Symbol, the logo, it has an alligator instead of a polo player. And that was his signature look. And um, he decided that he wanted to create that look uh, a more simple, more uh, comfortable shirt because the polo players, uh, I'm sorry, the tennis players that he was uh, designing, um, they they were wearing the stiff cotton shirts at the time and that was in the 1920s, but they were very uncomfortable. So he decided to create the neat, uh, the knitted white shirt um, and put uh, his logo, the alligator, uh, which is called the Lacoste shirt uh, and everyone should know about that one as well. and um, it became very popular, especially in the 70s. But Rav uh, Lauren uh, took this uh, look, the shirt, the, the style, the, knit, the knitwear with the, with the, mens- with the shirt, uh, the color, with the short sleeves, and he created his own version and he uh, offered this in many, many colors and that became his own version. But he did not um, create this. Okay, so another fact about uh, Ralph Lauren is uh, his children. He has two, two boys and a girl. Uh, one of his boys works for Hollywood. I think he's a producer. Uh, another, uh, another one is uh, working with him in the uh, company. And his daughter, Dylan, uh, she's an entrepreneur. And she created uh, the famous Dylan's Candy Shop, and she has shops. I don't know uh, if the company, how well it's doing, because there used to be a huge um, candy shop uh, in my neighborhood, uh, which is around Bloomingdale's, and I was going there for years because I was getting all my nephew's candy there and all the children in the family. I don't like candy, thank God. But she had the most extensive uh, collection of candy and it was a landmark place to be and to go and shop and enjoy but they closed it uh, before COVID so I don't know how well she's doing uh, with this uh, Dylan's Candy shop I'm not sure I I can find some information about and come back to you uh, about that because I find it interesting but uh, in any case she's the creator of that his son is married to Lauren Bush one of his sons is married, married to Lauren Bush and she's the granddaughter of the Bush, uh, President Bush um, family. Uh, George Bush, I believe. She's the granddaughter of George Bush, I think. Or maybe George Bush Sr. I'm not sure, but in any case, uh, the family is connected with the political family of the Bush family. So, He's up there. He also threw the first pitch at uh, the Yankee game for his uh, 50th anniversary that happened about six years ago. He celebrated his brand at the uh, the Yankees uh, game uh, in 2018. He threw the first pitch uh, in the celebration. Uh, He described this to be one of his fondest memories. And he even designed a limited edition polo And Yankees uh, collaboration, a collab. So these are some of the facts about uh, Ralph Lauren. There is a very famous restaurant in New York, uh, the Polo Bar, and it's uh, the hardest to get uh, reservations. I haven't been there as of yet, although it's in my neighborhood. I'm going to go and I'm going to tell you all about in another podcast uh, it's really spectacular and has the grandeur of the um, around floor and uh, aesthetic and the decor and uh, it's the place to be and to be seen and to see other people and style uh, people and uh, social influencers and all that so that's one of my things to do in the very near future um now that i'm doing this um uh, I got inspired to make it happen. So uh, that's it. Uh, I'm going to end here uh, the facts, but I will continue on this podcast with some of his quotes obviously there's uh, more facts about the company i'm going to share them with you going forward uh, in another episode as well i may include it in something else I may, I may do a part four because i'm doing more and more research about him because i love him so i'm sure i will find other interesting facts and share them with you and hopefully uh, all of us will learn from this great entrepreneur and get inspired so I'll be back with uh, some quotes. So we all know that Ralph Lauren is a style creator and uh, his um, style is impeccable. It's very much identifiable and um, it has a sense of integrity and uh, you like to collect those things. Like uh, he collects uh, he collects his vintage cars. People like to collect Ralph Lauren because uh, they have a timeless um, appeal and um, they're great quality and great value. So timelessness uh, is a huge... Uh, Part of his uh, style, and uh, it describes his um, his look and his uh, fashion aesthetic uh, um, extremely well. So he really believes in that very much, and he's stressing it out. So the following quotes are all about the timeless style that he uh, creates, um, and he's he's saying, "Don't be today's look." Be a look that, that is timeless. Don't try to be yesterday's news. So his looks are not dated. Another quote. Personal style has to do with your own confidence and the sense of knowing what looks good on you and the way of expressing your individuality. Putting yourself together in an individual statement is what I most admire. And when you have confidence, I think it shows. So, yes, definitely style uh, and confidence uh, in the style that you choose to, to, to wear is very important on creating your personal look and your vibe. Another quote is... It's easier to follow fashion than it is to have personal style. So again, it's his personal style that made him who he is. And his boldness. Another one. I like things that are worn. I don't like newness. I still wear old things and I wear new things as well. Um, And the old things that I love are non-fashion. There is a timeless quality and an unfashionable sensibility. There is utility. The things you wear to work in, uh, they are the things that have a sort of an honesty. And I would say integrity as well. Integrity and timelessness are some of the buzzwords that uh, we describe his brand another one i think today the world is one fashion comes from all over from japan it comes from america it comes from france it comes from italy it comes from people on the streets fashion is all over the place and the world is exciting now because so many things are happening at once um Yes. So uh, fashion is uh, more liberating and you are allowed uh, by the fashion police (laughs) and the transcedenters and uh, men such as Ralph Lauren to be who you are (laughs) and express yourself according to your desires. Have personal style. It matters more so. So another one. So what I believe is the timelessness of some of these things, the timelessness of an attitude, the timelessness of an old tweed jacket and suede suede elbow patches, Um, and of course, there is a story uh, when... uh, Uh, Oprah Winfrey, uh, maybe um, uh, 20-plus years ago, uh, when she was the hottest interviewer to be, (laughs) she interviewed him, and he was wearing an old uh, worn-out plaid shirt. It was not his label. It was, I believe, from uh, Walmart. I believe he said Walmart. Or or another one, very similar store. But but I think he said Walmart. And it was very worn out, very frayed. And Oprah was so surprised that he chose not to wear his own brand and he was actually wearing something old, but he really treasured it like like an old vintage uh, loved uh, piece. And um, I was uh, very impressed with his attitude towards uh, wearing things that uh, uh, brought him back beautiful memories and they carried on a beautiful energy and uh, they became part of his life story so that was very interesting he likes this timelessness in his clothes another uh, quote is um he's saying quote for me luxury is a sensibility an approach to life It's not about the season's newest anything. It's about personal style and creating an environment of comfort and ease, luxurious quality, and timeless elegance. And of course, another quote. Fashion is not necessarily about labels. It's not about brands, it's about something else that comes from within you. And this is what his label is all about, my darlings. Uh, what comes within this man he's creating all these dreams he's offering dreams because at one point uh, he was quoted by saying I think his CEO was quoted by saying like we offer people dreams because without a dream you cannot cannot have a nice life you have to have a dream something to aspire so that's what the company is doing but it comes from within that man the creator of course next um, another quote It's your choice to decide what looks good on you and what world you fit in. What do you feel about that? And don't be afraid of having to be one look. Be anything you want to be and be many things so basically it's going back to that confidence that he's talking about to to dare to be unique to be confident about your style to wear it with pride with um confidence (laughs) and um create a fashion statement and this is what counts this is when you become an original Uh, what I like about these particular quotes of timelessness um, that he's talking about uh, I like the fact that uh, what we are experiencing right now in the fashion world is all that the resurgence of vintage the timelessness of uh, wearing something that was pre-loved, pre-owned, or even some of our own clothes that, uh, before, we wouldn't dare to wear them for a long time. That's why I gave a lot of my clothes away, and I had a lot. Um, But I I like the fact now that uh, there is sentiment on the clothes, uh, the jewelry that we wear, the shoes, accessories, the coats. Um, all the pre-loved and pre-owned coats or or, or whatever you like you know the bags one of my favorite bags is pre-owned but I absolutely love it because it is pre-owned and I think it has more character more uniqueness and um there is some kind of value into that uh, of a human experience of life this bag for example it could be anything else had a life before me went places experienced different uh, scenes uh, made people happy there was there is so much emotion of this timelessness and what i think is um People are, are appreciating that, that's why uh, they buy vintage furniture, uh, you see an eclectic eclectic approach to fashion, and it goes back to Ralph Lauren, because that's what he's doing as well. Uh, he would mix uh, vintage. And Uh, contemporary uh, with a timeless appeal but not be afraid to mix uh, and have an eclectic and eclectic feel uh, and also be um, including different uh, cultures as well and mixing everything and making it his own brand Uh, for example the Western look the Safari look the English aristocratic look the North England style um, that he's known for, the Manhattan uh, sophisticated uh, uh, living, uh, the mansion, all of this is creating a nice blend uh, and this is what uh, creates the beauty of his label. And he's unapologetically doing that and he created this beautiful brand that is so clear and uh, so true to his nature and his vision and no one can, uh, can recreate it the way he did or if they recreate it, they will actually copy him he is an original so I'm going to end uh, the third episode of Ralph Lauren like I said, I'm going to continue with him because I absolutely love him so at some point um, on Fashion Love Stories I'm going to be sharing more interesting facts about him there is so much bye bye and here my darlings I'm adding 20 more quotes from the great man Ralph Lauren himself as a bonus because there is so much content and I feel uncomfortable not sharing some of this uh, wisdom um, in this episode uh, here we go He's quoted, I never went to fashion school. I didn't know what a designer was. I knew I had something, but I didn't know what it was. And it could have just been easily nothing. Another one. uh, People ask how can a Jewish guy or kid from the Bronx uh, do preppy clothes? Does it have to do with class and money? It has to do with dreams. I was very influenced by movies, I was very influenced by a world that had a sense of dream. The clothes that I design and everything I've done uh, is about life and how people live and how they want to live and how they dream they live, that's what I do. If I were to cater to Kenya, 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 (laughs) Kenya. (laughs) Kanye West, okay? He would know that I'm catering to him. The fact that I make what I make, he gets it. He gets the quality and he respects it. And I think that's the key. Why I work all the time is to do that. That's the fun. Another one. That's his major quote, okay? This is what describes who he is. I don't design clothes. design dreams I think Chanel said something like that as well next style is very personal it has nothing to do with fashion fashion is over quickly style is forever another one it's not one thing this year one thing another year so basically he's talking about this Timelessness in his approach to creative and uh, creating uh, style, timeless style. I've always done the style that I loved, so I didn't mind sending an old pair of jeans down the runaway Unapologetically, him. Okay, this is what uh, confidence does. You do whatever you feel is right, and you don't regret it. Another one, taste and style is beyond clothes, it's in food, it's in quality. Working out, healthy bodies, organic food, they're all part of the same thing. Fashion is not necessarily about labels, it's not about brands, it's about something else that comes from within you personal style is about having a sense of yourself and what you believe in every day it's the kind of clothes that mothers and daughters can wear in terms of concept it's not about age it's about taste it's about lifestyle I believe women of all ages can wear anything I started in the men's business so I was sort of have a touch of menswear in terms of where I'm going, and I think one of the sexiest looks for women, instead of wearing a low-cut thing, sometimes a men's suit is more more sexy. Um, you have to create something from nothing. That's what he did, basically. That what is a signature of the creator. He said, the world isn't ready for Ralph Lauren. I never forgot that because I thought that was a compliment. He was referring to a conversation that somebody said. He said the world, He said, uh, they declined something because the world, they felt it was not ready for Ralph Lauren. It was a rejection, but uh, he, he took this as a compliment, which was a good thing. Another one, knowledge is not a passion from without the mind, but an active exertion of the inward strength, vigor, and power of the mind, displaying itself from within. The world is open to us, and each day is an occasion to reinvent ourselves. I absolutely love this quote. Each day is an occasion to reinvent, my darlings. Okay, next. My eyes are on my life. They are my private camera. I extend all the experience from my private life into my work because living is my library. And the last one is, uh, it's about living the best life you can and enjoying the fullness of the life around you, from what you wear, to the way you live, to the way you love. End of quote, end of podcast. Thank you for listening.